Another day, another lawsuit for Apple. We talk about Apple's event. Google is updating Google Meets with better performance and other features as well. And things that we like that is also available for you to watch on Netflix, read or listen to. And all those and much more on today's tech news. What's up guys, it's Geeks Corner here and it's been almost a week since the Apple event and I've held off talking about it because I just wanted to have time just to mull it over and I've actually watched the event a couple of times on YouTube and every time I watch it I see something that I missed just previously before. I was actually in work when the event aired so I was only able to watch the first 40-45 minutes and then I put caught the rest on YouTube later on. Now I do go ahead and talk about this on the Essential Apple podcast, uh, and so that will be coming out this week. So if you want my full thoughts on there, make sure you guys check that out as well. But just looking at it, um, one of the major surprises, I think, for me was the purple iPhone. However, looking at the, the fact that it's coming for the iPhone 12 and the iPhone 12 mini, I'm wondering if Apple is trying to boost sales of devices that's not selling as well. And putting it in purple color on an iPhone probably isn't too much of a problem when you're doing other colors as well anyway. And looking at the air tags, I'm actually interested in those. Uh, I haven't ordered any yet. I'm going to wait for some more reviews on those. And the main things I'm thinking of putting those, uh, it's probably going to be a four pack. It'll be on two sets of keys and then two in my vehicles. So if they do get stolen, hopefully someone with uh, an iPhone will pass by and I'll get an alert where the car is. Thankfully, uh, I haven't had any issues like that in several years, but it's always good to have yourself covered. So that's my thoughts really on the actual surprise from the event and what I'm actually looking at buying. Uh, everything else that I unveiled, um, whilst it was good, I don't actually plan on buying it. The iMac I wasn't really surprised at. I didn't really like the, the screen on there, but I, that's across the board. I think there's several people saying that they didn't like it with the bezel at the bottom uh, and things like that. So I'm not going to cover too much on there. Like I say, if you want to listen to the Essential Apple podcast, that's where we talk about it as well. So on to some other news now. Apple is being sued in New York in an attempted class action complaint over water resistance with a claim it's misrepresented how resistant to liquid the iPhone is in marketing. And like many smartphone manufacturers, Apple includes a level of water resistance in the iPhone lineup. However, a lawsuit filed on Saturday in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York claims Apple is overstating the water-resistant capabilities of its hardware. So that will be interesting to see how that actually goes. Last week, Apple unveiled iOS 14.5 Golden Master Edition for those running the beta, and Apple confirmed that the public version of iOS 14.5 and iPad OS 14.5, etc., will be out this week. And so, the likelihood, if they follow previous releases, we'll actually see that around about today. So, in the UK, that'll be about 6 p.m. In Cupertino, it'll be 10 a.m. And Canada, 
uh, will be 10 a.m. as well. Texas will be about 12 o'clock. New York will be about 1 and so on from there. So if you can work out, obviously, what time the Apple event was on the day. If you watch it in your country, then that's roughly the time you'll be looking at a release of iOS 14.5 as well. And obviously, along with 14.5, you can have mask unlocking if you use the Face ID camera on your phone and you have an Apple Watch. So if you're wearing a mask, your Apple Watch will be able to override the face unlocking when it can't recognize your face and it will be able to unlock your phone as well. Now that the Apple event is actually over and most of the rumors have actually come to fruition, uh, we're looking forward now to WWDC. Now, I personally hope that Apple will be announcing some more Pro software such as Final Cut, etc. come into the iPad Pro models. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if it just comes to the newer iPad Pro models with the M1 chip, and I'd actually be fine with that. Now, I purchased my iPad Pro 2018 uh, ahead of the 2020 announcement, and I knew they was due a bit of a refresh, and to be honest, given the fact that the major update was the camera, uh, I'm not too bothered about that at all. And I don't plan on updating this iPad anytime soon. However, if Apple does introduce this software for M1 chips, then I will definitely consider that in the future because the iPad has actually become my daily use machine. And occasionally I'll use my Mac if I'm recording a podcast, etc. But the iPad Pro is my go-to device. Uh, it actually overrules any uh, mobile phones that I may use or anything like that. If I want to get some serious work done, the iPad 11-inch 2018 Pro model is actually what I use. And so it'll be interesting to see there. Now, people obviously talking about updated iMacs again, like 27-inch, etc. Um, I'm not too sure if we see a 27-inch. We may even see uh, slightly larger displays in the future. And I'm not too sure, and to be honest, I doubt we'll actually see that at WWDC, but maybe we could see that in a September event when they unveil new iPhones later this year. So it will definitely be interesting to see how Apple carries on with the M1 chipsets now, whether or not then we'll get an M1X or an M2 to get more of a definition of a Pro model device whether or not they'll call it an iMac Pro maybe or maybe not but it'll be interesting to see on there today's episode is sponsored by creatively social creatively social helps you in building your social media platforms for your business to thrive by helping you to provide fresh content marketing and engagement for your business taking the pressure off you save yourself hours in your day for a better work-life balance Get in touch at creativelysocialvia.com. On to Google now. In the past week, Google has confirmed that it's going to be updating the Google Meets. And one of those features they actually are now putting in is the ability for you to be able to resize, reposition, or even hide your own video feed when you're actually talking on there. Now, this can go for people who are a bit self-conscious or they just don't like seeing themselves on there as well. So you'll be able to do that with an update this coming next month. They'd also say that they continually invest in new ways to improve the audio and video experience in Meet to support video calls when you're on the go. They're also launching Data Saver 
in the coming month as well. And this feature limits data usage on mobile networks to allow you and the person you're calling to save on data costs, which is especially important in countries where data costs can be extremely high. So obviously as well, that will help you if you don't have an unlimited data calling plan. So that should be coming in the next uh, few weeks there. So make sure you guys look out for that update if you do use Google Meets. On to what I've actually been doing in the last couple of weeks. I've actually been reading several books uh, and that's been actually a nice change of pace for me. So one of the books I've just recently finished is Crime.com From Viruses to Vote Rigging, How Hacking Went Global by Jeff White. And this book is actually really interesting, especially if you're interested in the rise of cybercrime and it talks about how it started off and how it's then progressed from there, including ransomware attacks and obviously uh, the election fraud rigging concerns that was going on in the US as well. So if you haven't read that book, I highly recommend you check that out. I will put a link in the podcast details so you can actually go straight to that. That is available on Amazon and eBay as well. And I've also been watching the Formula One Drive to Survive. Now, there's three seasons out. I hadn't watched any of it. I just never really got around to it. And one of the podcasts I've been listening to talk about it a lot, and it sounded really good. Um, I don't mind Formula One. I can't say I'm a massive fan. If it's on, I'm there. I'll watch it. If I don't, then I, I'm not really too bothered. But actually watching this documentary, uh, I, like I say, I've just come up to the finish in the first season and it's actually made me want to watch it more and I think that's a good thing and perhaps that's their intention, trying to get a new, fresh audience, especially as uh, a lot of events were cancelled last year, something to be actually looking forward to this year, uh, these events coming back. So if you haven't watched the uh, Drive to Survive, it's on Netflix, I highly recommend you guys check that out as well. In terms of podcasting, I've said previously that I was listening to Spotify, a product story, and it basically says how they were battling uh, people illegally downloading the music, such as the back of the days of Napster, and how they took on the pirates and made it more entertaining and easier to use to get your music for free and then get onto a paid subscription. Now, I did say in there that obviously they left Apple's fight out in that as well, but this is just talking about them and their fight. So as time's gone on, I've actually enjoyed it a lot more and I can understand why they obviously haven't mentioned Apple because it's basically how they built Spotify from the ground up and how they're now moving into the podcasting world as well. So if you haven't checked that out, again, I'm going to put a link in the details of this podcast so you can actually access that as well. And like I say, I've actually really enjoyed that. So if you're interested in hearing their story, definitely check that out. Well, that's it for today, guys. Thanks for listening, and I will catch you on the next one.